HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm gonna do this to protect myself. Do it for them, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hello, everyone. It's that time for the J. Moore Tech Talk Show, where we answer questions about technology, explain the way they should work, and why they don't sometimes. And now here's your host, John C. Morley. Hey everyone, welcome once again to the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show with my great uh, co-host here, Marcus Hart. Always great to have him with us. Uh, we have another great show here today for you. But uh, how's everybody doing? Getting ready for, uh, I guess, uh, this long Labor Day weekend. Uh, uh, do you have plans, Marcus, for this weekend or just going to take it easy? You know, I want to put, you know, I, I've been fasting all week, you know, and um, been a, a complete vegetarian. So I'm going to put some some steaks on the grill and some salmon and, and pig out on Sunday. So I'm going to do it on Sunday and not Monday. Is that okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I'm going to do, there's, there's a place we have by us, uh, not too far up on, on Route 17. They, they do these burgers and they're really, really good. And it's just like cooking at home. So I'm probably going to go do that. Um, parents are still in Florida. I haven't seen them for months. So this is the first, um, actually, Labor Day, I think, that I haven't been with my parents. So it's uh, going to be an interesting weekend. It's just me, myself, and I, uh, all three of us. Oh, yeah, that's that sounds like fun. You know, sounds very interesting. And it's always good to connect with family. And uh, I would encourage everyone to get a chance to connect with every, uh, connect with people that they haven't connected with in a while. I, I agree. I think I think it's I think it's the most important thing. But let, let's get off to our show. We have a lot on this show, don't we? There's a lot of topics for this show. A lot of good yeah, things. Yeah, you you have to sit <laughs> it in a whole file, and uh, this file's processing now. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, holy cow! <laughs> you got about ten line items here. We got enough. Yeah, we, we're uh, <laughs> our, our show's growing. Not with not only with our audience. Uh, but the quality and also the content. You are really trying to put out some some really meaningful content that our audience will hopefully enjoy. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's always the goal, John. And I, I, I'm quite sure that the people out there do appreciate what you do for them. You really give a service. I have said that once before in the past, and I'm going to continue to say it. Well, I, I love to do this for you and for my audience. Uh, you know, I get so charged uh, when I'm on camera here and I'm talking to my audience and just helping inspire them or having a better day or learning about technology that's going to really change the quality of their life. Absolutely. That is the, definitely what we want to continue to do is uh, that's what this network prides itself. And that's why we brought in such great talent like yourself. Uh, John, I want you to um, tell us of what's going on in news this week. Sure, I thought you wouldn't ask, but <laughs> so we have some interesting things happen. So first thing, um, you know, you might have heard this the saying, Marcus, and maybe our audience has heard this saying before. You know, uh, they always say that the um, how they say that nice people don't always finish last. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is uh, quite. <laughs> 
bit of the one I've always heard. And, and for quite some time, I used to think that about myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a technical definition, and I'm going to quote here. Okay. And they quote, unquote, they call it the word jerk. <laughs> yeah. And they say, believe it or not, and I'll quote, scientists have not developed a technical definition for this word jerk. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they do have one for the next best thing, a disagreeable personality. Okay. Okay. That I guess sense. that's when two people on the playground, I guess, don't want to play together or, or let me use your sand pail or let me use your shovel while I'm in the same place with you. Uh, it's all mine and I'm not going to share it. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what this starts, this started around the turn of the century, it looks like, right? Uh, when Yes. I, you know, yes. They started doing these personality tests on students in an undergrad program and uh, MBA. And then it picked up again around 2018 when they got back in touch with the same students. So it, 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 what happened from be- there, John? Well, I mean, I think the interesting thing about this is that, you know, they're, they're trying to replicate, you know, with the coworkers and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're, they're, there's no connection to organizations, you know, that they have any aggressive or intimidating cultures. But, uh, you know, they're saying that uh, there's no effect from switching jobs often. But, you know, a lot of people say there is an effect. I think when you change your, you know, your, your uh, social surroundings, whether it's at home or in your job, it's like being uprooted. You know, you know what it's like yeah. when you move, right? I'm sure you've moved before. It's yeah. different. It's difficult, right? Right. And, and I think what they're trying to do uh, is that, you know, with these disagreeable personalities, um, you know, by using a subset of the skills, uh, we can provide the success, but we have to get rid of the qualities or the characteristics, ladies and gentlemen, that would attribute to the word jerk. there's no no other way to put it so if you are a jerk well don't be one and and what do we mean by being a jerk because i know everybody's probably going to ask that question and and you know um you know being honest here um and i'm going to go to uh i believe it's um miriam webster uh you all know miriam webster and um you know when, when you think about gook uh you know when you think about jerk and you think about um you know miriam webster uh, she actually has a very interesting way of defining um, what a jerk is. And I'm actually going to read this for you. And I quote, an annoyingly stupid or foolish person, an unlikable person, especially <laughs> one who is cruel, rude, yeah. or small-minded. Mm. She says a single quick motion of a short duration. So that's a jerk, but we're talking more of a person. So... You know, if you're unlikable, a lot of times, uh, and we'll get into the meat of our show, a lot of times, you know, somebody gets categorized as a jerk because maybe they are being too selfish. Yeah. You know, they're always me focused. I always said we have to listen to a radio station instead of W-I-I-F-M, which is what's in it for me. You have to listen to W. Uh, I, 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 F, U. Now we don't mean anything X-rated here, guys, or, or R-rated. We mean what's in it for you. Meaning, so if I'm doing something, I should be looking into what's in it for you. And I think if we take that approach um, and we just try to show a little compassion and we show the other person that we're actually interested in them and spend less time trying to be interested in, in ourselves, I think we're going to... Um, maybe move away from that uh, tonality of being a jerk. What do you think? 
Yeah, I, I can't agree with you more. And, you know, people tend to be under this impression that they jerks don't come one and, you know, they, 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 they discriminate, you know, it's all about discrimination. But I think anybody can be a jerk, but we can move away from that just by applying what you just said. I, I agree with you. And, and uh, I, I'm not going to call out any names here for security reasons, but, you know, we've all had people in the past and, and some of these people, I, I had one person <laughs> Uh, in the past, and uh, the person was always in a hurry. And every morning, uh, they would come down the stairs, and I always seemed like they were going to trip me. Now, not intentionally. Oh. Um, and one time, I actually confronted the person, just just in jest, and I said to them, I said, gee, I said, you know, why are you always in such a hurry? You're the one that always knocks me over. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So why don't you maybe go to bed an extra 20 minutes earlier, get up 20 minutes earlier, you know? So... Uh, I, I think that's the whole thing is that sometimes people become a jerk for a really interesting reason, Marcus, and that's because they're scared mm -hmm. or they're insecure about themselves, about life, about where things are going. And I think if you just embrace the spirit that we're all here to help each other, I mean, there are some that aren't, I, 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 will, I will grant you that, but that's not the majority of everyone. Right. And if we have that spirit, I just feel that there's going to be less uh reason or um selection that people are going to refer to you as a jerk and if you're not a jerk then other people are actually gonna make don't let being treated for pain be a pain come to downtown's healthcare 950 17th street in denver find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery without drugs call downtown's healthcare 303-292-9992 now in lowry or downtown hey you know he's, he's a pretty nice guy she's a pretty nice uh, person I think it's going to make a difference. You know, it's a lot easier, Marcus, to be a nicer person than it is to be a nasty person. You know? Hey, you got that right. Uh, I can't agree with you more. And speaking of like, you know, people who are in a fast pace, but uh, actually taking it slow with a slow driving progress. How about Tessa out there? You know, there's some news about Tessa. You know, how uh, can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with Tessa? Yeah, uh, this is came to a surprise to me. Uh, that, that this company now that we were talking about, as you know, not, not too long ago, just maybe, maybe a couple weeks ago, we, we were just talking about them. And uh, the thing that's interesting about this is that they now are um, claiming, um, based on this new, let's say the new thing that they're doing, it, it's the self, they call it the self-driving progress, but uh, it's, it's really a slow process. They say they're getting the green light, uh, warning right now and tesla is adding this autopilot feature which again it's slow um yeah. and it's slower than uh mr musk predicted predicted <laughs> last year wow. but it is starting to get a um a little more than trickle and tesla's saying that the new version of this autopilot software is going to add the ability to read speed limit signs. Huh, wouldn't that be interesting? Mm. People that always try to go not a little bit over the speed limit, they try to like go 20 miles over the speed limit and just pray they don't get caught. Yeah. <laughs> the new version of the software recognizes when a stoplight turns green. Mm. Wow, so it's not like in New York where when the light's green, you go. When it's yellow, you run like really fast. And when it's red, well, you better go or you're going to get killed. Exactly. <laughs> they all seem they all seem to mean go in New York. Uh, <laughs> the car is going to notify the driver, but it won't start moving on its own. Now, I think that's mm. an interesting uh, caveat. I mean, 
they're, they're trying, I guess, they're trying, I guess, to get this, they're, they're trying to get this uh, into people's uh, minds about how it's going to work, but they're saying not to trust it a hundred percent. Okay. That it's still kind of, you know, in progress. It's a test. Uh, and, um, Tesla's uh, self-driving software is, is um, going to be something interesting, but he predicted that the software would take another six months to become reliable enough that drivers would no longer need to keep their hands on the wheel. Uh, there's lots of cars out there like Lane Keeping Assist for Accurate, other types of similar names. But, you know, when you watch this, and I recently watched a video about Tesla that, you know, they're like, oh, make sure you keep your hands on the wheel or at least close to the wheel, right? Right. Because if you don't keep your hands close to the wheel, what's going to happen? Well, I know some cars, uh, like mine when you drive, and if you're in an area where there's a rough terrain, it actually says steering required, which I think is mm -hmm. kind of neat because uh, a lot of times, you know, you, know, you, 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 you want to you drive safely and you want to use that technology. But I think right now, you know what it reminds me of, Marcus, where we were with the voice over IP technology. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think I think it actually it reminds me of that where we were like you know several years ago, and, and based on that I feel that um, you know we're in a similar spot. But this is actually toying with people's safety. Yeah, I agree. So I think they need to go. They need to go a little slower with this, and uh, you know just kind of take it easy. I mean the fact that they're now going to be stopping, they're going to be doing things based on traffic lights. Yeah. How, how do you feel about it? what do you, what do you, what do you think that's going to actually do? You know, it's it's not you, you, when I think about even when I take road trips and you try to depend on the navigation system. Sometimes those things are not as accurate. So I you know I I can't I don't even think I can uh, can even begin to trust this thing a hundred percent to even uh, tell me that it's it's going to be able to. Uh, predict every uh, intersection of the, uh, you know, so it, it, it never recognize a stoplight, you know, uh, turning green uh, in every stoplight, you know, especially when, uh, when there's rain, uh, weather conditions. To, exactly. To you know, so these, it's too many variables, uh, you know, out here that we're dealing with and to just to put it completely in the trust of, of a robot. I'll give you a perfect example. So, so, so I, I, I have an MDX and I drive that right now. And uh, when it's raining really hard and you're using cruise control, the cruise control sometimes won't even arm because it gives an error. Now, it doesn't say it's because it's bad weather, but I know that's the reason. It can't calibrate itself. Yeah. So it actually gives you an error that it won't even start, which I think is kind of great. But this is interesting that they said that the car will not go when it's green, only notify you. Mm. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to give us a little more than guidance. But mm. I still think the hands are going to be needed at least close to the steering wheel. I mean, I can drive down the entire parkway and never have to touch the steering wheel. But my hands are very close to that wheel if I have to grab them. Yeah. Or they could just be resting on it, even though they're not doing anything. Uh, they're resting on the wheel. So I think it's going to be interesting, you know, what Tesla's doing. And uh, I think it's going to have a lot of people on the edge wondering, you know, is this going to work? But I asked you a very interesting question last time, uh, Marcus, and that's who's going to pay for an accident that happens? God forbid it does. Who's going to pay for the accident? 
Yeah, we got a whole bunch of things to worry about. And I, I still think we about 25 years out before this thing even becomes uh, something that is a norm um, <laughs> or even close to a, the idea of a norm. So um, something that is um, going to be making headways and, um, you know, landing, you know, maybe nearby and making a delivery is Amazon's prime air drone delivery uh, fleet, which gains a pro FAA approval uh, for trial commercial flights. Uh, how excited are you about that, John? <laughs> uh, I'm not really enthralled about that. If you can hear my voice, uh, I mean, Amazon, you know, they, they have a lot of money and, and with Mr. Bezos being named just the other day, I think, uh, was a $200 billion man or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, they always seem to be the first to do things. But you know, sometimes when you're the first to do something, that also means that you're the one that's also going to deal with all the challenges that happen. Right. So sometimes I don't like to be the first. And in okay. this instance, I don't think I'd want to be the first company to have this or test pilot this because again, we got another legal situation. Uh, mm -hmm. We were joking about this a couple of years ago, but let's just say the drone okay, lands in your living room. Who pays for that? Right. And, and now, because of the rules that we have with the Federal Aviation Administration, um, they're going to allow it to start trialing commercial deliveries via drone. Now, notice what they said, commercial deliveries. Mm. They did not say residential deliveries. Yeah. So... They're saying that this certification is the same one that's granted to UPS and uh, a few other uh, companies, um, but it doesn't mean that Amazon is going to be able to just, you know, go to the market and start operating a consumer drone delivery service tomorrow. So don't don't think that they're making a small uh, contribution and they're getting permission to test it, but in no way, shape, or form are they being able to open on Amazon drone delivery express services? No way. Mm. So we have a couple other things we have to think about. One, um, we have to think about safety of not only um, people that are in the drone's path while it's traveling to your home or to your business, okay? But we also have to think about, you know, the safety of how this affects other aircrafts, right? right. Exactly. And, um, you know, supposedly this thing is going to be, uh, you know, something that they, you know, basically uh, deploy out there, but then it's going to be controlled by satellites. So now we've got more, um, let's say, air travel in, in the airwaves being uh, transmitted, and that's going to cause an issue for, I see more uh, interference and communication for people using. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner wireless devices yeah so that's another challenge and i think the other big problem i see and, and they were laughing about this but uh this was a movie many years ago they said that the drone came and it made a mistake 
and it picked up one of the babies by mistake. <laughs> it was supposed to deliver and pick up a package. So let's just assume that the drone was being used to do an RMA, return merchandise authorization. So now it comes to your home or your business and picks it up. But suppose it picks up the wrong item. Suppose it picks up your $10,000 or $50,000 jewelry by mistake. Right? I mean, now. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's just a, a disaster waiting to happen. Um, I tell you, I, I can't imagine um, what the, the, the what this is going to look like. You know, um, what can you tell us about the drone itself? You know, it says it, it's a MK-27 uh, drone. Uh, are these drones even equipped to like even like handle the, the, the amount of um, weight of the size of the packages that they're going to be um, picking well, up? Well, to be honest with you, I don't know a lot about these drones because these are fairly new, obviously. Okay. But I think what they're, they're stating is that these drones are going to be handling small packages. So, you know, UPS does different levels. I don't think we're talking about a shredder or something huge. I mean, just look at the sizes. I, I don't think this is going to be able to handle, yeah. uh, you know, something that's more than, I'm going to guess more than 20 pounds, probably 10. Right, right. You know, that, that's what's, because most of Amazon's products, as you know, are those small items, right? Those are those boxes that, that uh, you can fit in your hands, basically the size of a football, roughly. Right. But I feel that this is going to be the first test. And now if they do get something to be bigger, uh, then how is that going to affect uh, aviation? Because let's say that this passes with flying colors. Great. Now they're going to go through some more testing. Then they got to test residential areas. So now while they're testing, I got to tell you, I believe there's going to be some casualties. And I don't mean life casualties. I mean like windows broken. Oops. Uh, didn't see that window was there. Oh, but yeah. well, here's your package. Or, you know, I can't even imagine some of these things just flying clean out of the air and then right into somebody's windshield. You know, that this, that, that can be very, you know, very tragic. Yeah. So supposedly, you know, when you have aircrafts, um, above you, like the airplanes, they're regulated by the FAA. So apparently these devices, from what I'm understanding and just the preliminary talks, um, the FAA is going to have to monitor these. So they are, in a sense, a, a dangerous aircraft. Because remember, something like this could even cause damage to a plane. Yeah, it can. So they got to really make sure these are flying at the right altitude, that they're in the right airspace. So I just feel this is going to cause a lot of complications. And I think it's going to create another division for the FAA um maybe just drone delivery faa like subdivision or something because this is a whole new can of worms and the faa has enough to do with dealing with getting planes from point a to point b safely let alone uh worrying about things like this yeah i, I can't imagine uh you know so you know Another thing that we, we probably, you know, didn't really know that was under the radar happening right before our very eyes was there's a, another other platform out there called, is it uh, Cosmos? Yes. Oh, they're really causing some havoc. Yeah. They, uh, they're analyzing foot traffic in physical stores and they're getting about $15 million of a Series A. Yeah, for the Series A model. So, so here's the thing. When you use people's uh, data... For example, if you go to a store and uh, they want to record 
you know, your video, that's perfectly fine. They don't have to get your permission. If they want to record your audio, they do need to get your permission. They have to post a sign stating that this premise is recording, uh, you know, your audio is being recorded or being monitored. Um, there isn't a law right now, Marcus, to state, you know, this other, I'm going to call it, um, for lack of better term, let's go into the medical realm, uh, PHI, personal health information. Right. But let's not think of it as PHI. Let's think of it as just PI, personal information. Okay. And when something like that is being disseminated from you and it's being analyzed, I think you as a consumer should have a right to be able to know um, when that data is being used. I yeah. think a sign needs to be posted saying, hey, you know, we're analyzing uh, your foot traffic with a system to detect traffic patterns. I think something should be posted about that. Yeah, I can't agree with you more. You know, uh, it, it, it seems very strange and it's, it's, it's very creepy uh, that they would want to do these things uh, under the radar like this and, um, and, and not really, you know, um, you know uh, alert people and get people the proper, um, proper notification about these type of things. I, I agree with you. And, and Cosmos is just the first right now, but there's others I'm sure that are going to emerge. Yeah. And... Uh, Again, I, I wouldn't want to be the first one that's doing this. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's always the person that builds the mousetrap better, uh, that learn from their competitors' challenges that they had. So they don't have to make those same mistakes or spend that kind of money to be in the same position. But Cosmos uh, tracking foot traffic is, is primarily set up to uh, find people in the brick and mortar stores to help predict customer behavior. Yeah. So we're talking stores like uh, probably like your department stores could be your JC Penney, well, which I don't know if they're still staying in business, Macy's, Sears, and, um, and a lot of these stores are starting to close, you know, but that's a whole other topic. Um, this startup announced that it raised 15 million for the Series A. Hmm. And um, the company Tiga Investments. Uh, is very interested in this, uh, returning investors for the OTB Ventures and the TDG uh, Pitango, uh, who led Cosmos's um, seed money for the round. So anytime, Marcus, um, that money is to be had, you know there's going to be, um, I'm not going to use a bad term, but we always know the term, the A for every seat, uh, there's going to be somebody out there uh, that is going to capitalize on that expense, whether it's good or bad to people. And yeah. the company said that the valuation is more than a hundred million. Wow. So stores like I mentioned to you, what's yeah. that? I said, wow, they're growing. <laughs> <laughs> they're growing. And this is just with the seed money. Yeah. Um, they're uh, currently serving areas in China and Japan right now. So we're behind. Yeah. So they're already, this company that we talked about, the reason that they're so interested in us in the U.S. because they've already done this. Yeah. They've already tested this out in other countries. And uh, most of these stores are, uh, like I said, are in China and Japan, and uh, they include companies like Walmart, Marriott, Samsung, and LVMH. Mm. So they've already tested this. They already have these as clients. So really what they're doing, Marcus, is taking a model and just uh, executing it into a different environment because they already know that corporate likes the idea. So why wouldn't they do it in the United States unless there was some rule? So some shops, um, they want to connect customers um, 
with how they're being shopping, with their behaviors, physical locations. And so what's going to happen with this? So um, they are, they're reporting things like, for example, they're going to do things with COVID-19 offline retail recovery traffic in China. Uh, they're going to do audits. They're going to find out what they need to do to increase store traffic. So they're going to look at trends. And even more scary than internet trends, which track everything about you, this is going to be able to track um, your foot traffic. But when we think about foot traffic, foot traffic is not just coming into a store. What we have to understand is that foot traffic is going to be very detailed right. and tracking people almost like uh, GPS. So that let's say you get very close to the washing machines. Well, that's going to show up on a map. So they're not telling us this yet, Marcus, but what I see happening, I see them showing traffic by, you know, numbers, but I think what they're not sharing with the public is that they probably can pinpoint this or will be very soon to certain items. And then based on those items, they're now going to be able to sell this data to those people so mm. they can learn how to leverage better marketing or point of purchase displays. That's where I see this all going, Marcus. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it and it's so it's so easy to um you know and and the and what's going you know what's the bigger scheme of it all is that like you're going to be very unsuspecting as a shopper and you want to have to go through hula hoops just to keep opting out of like constant constant junk that you didn't even know you're opting into. I mean, we're going to start seeing, Marcus, unfortunately, we're going to start seeing a lot of information that's going to be tracked about us. So yeah. what can we do? Well, not a lot. First thing I tell people is that if there's somebody giving you a huge discount to buy a product or service, be weary <laughs> because they're tracking your behaviors. I knew a company a while back that was giving a huge discount or giving free toothpaste out for a while. Mm -hmm. They want to study people's habits on how often they brush their teeth. So when something's free, we know the yeah. saying, right, Marcus? There's no free lunch. There's no free dinner. Yeah. There's always an expectation. But speaking about expectations. Yeah. So, yeah, let's go. Let's, I was just about to think. <laughs> yeah. We see we were thinking the same thing. Here. <laughs> Two smart minds uh, yeah. think alike. <laughs> yeah. So the, tell us about this uh, 98 bucks a year. You know, what, what can you get for 98 bucks a year? Well, like I said to you, whenever there's something to make money, and then when there's a buck, you know somebody's going to jump on. And you know Sam Walmart and these other companies that try to make a buck every way they can. I mean, they, they'd sell toothpaste that you'd have to aerate uh, customly if it was going to make money. Uh, Walmart uh, is launching on September 15th. That's not too long from now. Uh, Same-day delivery, gas discounts, and cashierless checkout. But you have to pay $98 a year for this service. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, there's uh, a catch, huh? <laughs> there's a membership, right? And now yeah. you got to pay this membership fee. They're charging you money to be able to pay faster? Mm -hmm. All right, so they're going to give free delivery. All right, but what's that worth? $98 a year? How often do you buy from Walmart? Right. Um, you only buy about maybe once a month. You know, if you if you're like me, you know, I, I don't buy that often from Walmart. You know, um, I'm probably. All right. A, so let's break it down to eight dollars and 16 cents. Mm -hmm. OK, so eight dollars and 16 cents. OK, 
Or they're saying you can pay $12.90. Well, $8, that's what it factors up into $90 a year, what it would cost. If you don't want to do the yearly plan, then you pay $12.95 on a monthly basis that just auto-renews. The yearly probably auto-renews too, but the, the program promises more than 160,000 items for same-day delivery with no per-delivery fees on orders totaling 35 or more. Oh, there's another catch. Oh, that's a catch. You got you to gotta, you gotta spend 35 bucks. Yeah, yeah you got to go down every shopping line. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. Is this really a value or is this a marketing ploy? Yeah, it sounds to me like a, a marketing ploy. And, um, it and, and they're charging people yeah. to use fast pay at the registers. I mean, come on. A stop and shop gives you a device. You walk in, you pick it up, and you can use it if you want. Scan your items. They don't charge you a fee to use a scanner while you shop. I mean, that's convenience. Yeah. I think what these people have to understand that, you know, with, with uh, delivery, like, you know, limited delivery, uh, you know, things like, uh, you know, so what they're going to do basically, I'm sorry, is they're going to basically hire companies like Postmates, DoorDash, Roadie, Point Pickup, and others. So that's how they're going to become so big. And I don't know about you, but I'm not very impressed by these companies. Uh, the food gets delivered to you cold. It usually doesn't get delivered in the same order that it was ordered in, meaning that it's disheveled. The <laughs> items are supposed to be in the separate compartments, and usually your whole meal, at least the entree, is all like together in one compartment. And I know it all goes in one stomach, but I don't think it's appetizing to eat it that way. That's just me. Right. <laughs> uh, but now I got a bigger problem, Marcus. You're paying $98, right? And uh, you know how much I, I always think about accountability. Well, what mm -hmm. are they doing? They're taking away the accountability from Walmart, and they're now putting it onto these other people. So now Walmart can't really be responsible for those deliveries. Not a game. I think they're going to have a lot of unpeople. Uh, unhappy people, I should say. Um, and now, what are they going to do? Hook it up to some line in, in Taiwan or China um, and saying, gee, I'm sorry, we can't help you with that one? Oh, that's really going to go over well in the U.S. Yeah, it's, it's as if their their customer service line was not already busy enough. <laughs> right. That doesn't, I mean, this is off topic, but I think Dell even, don't they charge money? I think Dell was charging money for a while if they still do. They are charging an extra fee per month to have a U.S. speaking person. I'm sorry. Something's wrong with that. Yeah. So the value, just like we talk about with Prime, right? So the value in Prime is that it has a promise of speed delivery. But at the same time, it tests limits of customers' loyalty by, you know, spending money to raise when Prime subscription decides to go up. So do you cancel your Prime? Well, I order a lot from Amazon. So for me, you know, ordering a lot, it, it, it doesn't make that much difference to me. You know, getting the item quickly is important to me. But to some people that don't order frequently, is that really that important? I don't think so. No. Right? And, and Walmart uh, recently reported the pandemic helped drive its own e-commerce sales up. Listen to this by 97% in the past quarter. Mm. So I don't know. I, I think this is going to be something that a lot of people are going to come on board with, but I don't think it's going to stick. 
Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna experience some troubles um, somewhere down the line. Um, you know, being that they want to you know make this jump here. Um, well, they're, they're trying to wean people with a little discount. See, they say gas discounts. Here's what I think is going to happen. So now they're giving a cashierless checkout. Okay, uh, so that's great, but you got to pay ninety eight dollars. So does that mean if I go into Walmart? that I can't check out cashierless. I got to pay extra money to be able to go to a fast checkout. Yeah. That's what I'm Target wondering doesn't now too. Do that. No, that, that doesn't, yeah, Costco that doesn't make, do that. Yeah. I mean, even CVS has a uh, cashierless uh, right. now. So, uh, so that doesn't really make any sense. And uh, to me, you know, they're, they're trying to, you know, um, they, they talk about, you know, they're leveraging, leveraging their assets uh, and scaling, brain solutions really they're trying to leverage your pocketbook <laughs> so and that, that's exactly right and you know what they're saying and i have a yeah. feeling i could be wrong i hope i'm not I, ho I hope i am wrong they're giving gas discounts okay mm -hmm. now what's to say that they're going to stop giving gas discounts once they got a million people on board yeah that's very possible so i mean we already see how how amazon just does whatever they want and to try to get them to refund something, well, good luck. Uh, I, I had a product one time and it wasn't even delivered to the right place. Uh, it was actually not delivered to me, a several thousand dollar item, and it wasn't delivered to me. And I called them up and I said, where's my product? Oh, you're gonna have to wait three days. We can't track it yet. What do you mean you can't track it? Well, it was already delivered. Well, who signed for it? Oh, uh, Mary signed for it. Well, Mary doesn't work for me. Yeah, well, she signed for it. Yeah, she signed for it. Do you have her signature? Yeah, she signed for it. Do you have her signature? Well, we got to wait three days. <laughs> three days and I The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. I spent $2,000. Yeah, so then I call back again a day later and they agree to cancel it and refund me. I said, okay, what about the money? Oh, but you're gonna have to reorder it again. Now I go reorder it and the product goes up $35. So I'm not too happy, but it gets yeah. better because of their stupidity. They now will not deliver an item to me unless somebody signs for it. <laughs> I think their delivery people, they're the worst. And I think the problem is not the delivery drivers, because we blame the drivers. It's Amazon. Yeah, it is. It's their system. They don't give them any training. They throw them into a pool and say, hey, swim, sink or swim. And what I feel, Marcus, is that with these people, you know, 
I never have the same driver. I don't think I've ever had the same Amazon driver ever in years. <laughs> they just assign people. It's just so disorganized. And you get people that are looking to make a fast buck. But to be honest, Marcus, they really don't care whether you or I get our product. Yeah. I always say if you deliver to a home and it's a simple address, well, they can do that. When you send them to uh, a home and it's got another like an address and it's like a second floor, well, that's a little harder, but they could probably pull that off. When you send them to a business and it's an office park and it's a complex and it's a floor and it's a suite, well, that might just be a little more than their IQs can handle. Yeah, they get a little <laughs> lost, Dan. <you> know? <laughs> so, lost? Then, when you got a number that starts with seven and I found that <laughs> it got delivered to four or the number was 702 when they delivered to 207. I mean, yeah. come on. I yeah. can't believe you tell me that it was delivered in the area. Well, we show it was delivered right near you. Well, where? Well, it was. I mean, something's wrong with that. Yeah, yes, he's making a lot of money. Yes, he's doing things. And the only reason he's doing well is he's dealing with volume, Marcus. Because yeah. I got to be honest, they have one of the highest uh, dissatisfaction rates in the industry, but they don't care. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. So Walmart, we'll have to see what Walmart's going to do. And uh, but, you know, speaking about paying. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 uh they have the pay in four buy now, pay later option. Now, I think they're suiting up for Christmas already. <laughs> yeah, so PayPal always had the option where you could do um, you know, pay later. If you had yeah. good credit, you could pay later. Um, yeah. but now what they're trying to do is this buy later, buy now, pay later thing where you pay in four installments. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's, that's handy. Um, I just don't want to see the price getting inflated. So I'm not sure that it's all it's cracked up to be. Because remember, if they're doing a product that, let's just say, is uh, uh, they're doing these noise-canceling headphones, and they're $119.96, and you go for $29.99, and you do four payments, Right. Right. So a noise canceling headset, I mean, they cost some money, right? Uh, and and I, think, um, I think the problem I see here with this, I don't know if most people can see this, is that noise canceling headsets generally run, eh, they generally run around, let's say between $50 to the good ones to maybe two or $300. The problem I have with this is, I really don't think you're going to be getting the best possible price. <laughs> no, you're not. You're going to be in the pan um, a lot more uh, for those uh, headphones in the end. But there's another catch. The catch is you can only pay in four if it's $30 and $600. Wow. So if I buy something for $20 and I want to split it five times, well, up, can't do that. No, you can't. Got to be thirty dollars to six dollars, and if I want to put something on that's three thousand dollars, well, they're not going to let me do that either. So there are limitations to this. It's basically a short-term payment option that's allowing U.S. customers only to hmm. pay for a purchase over time without fees or interest. I don't think I believe that. Oh wow! So so you're saying purchases between thirty and six hundred dollars. Yeah. 
so so if it's if it's outside of that you're stuck yeah now here's the other thing now you probably would like to if you're going to do that kind of a payment right yeah um you probably want to break it down to how you want to pay that maybe you want to do it monthly right yeah six hundred dollars maybe you'd like to pay it over over whatever it is four months mm -hmm. well guess what you can't so not only do they tell you how much it can be between but they tell you when you have to make the payments, but you have to make them in six weeks. Oh, geez. Yes. What the heck kind of benefit is that? That's not really a payment plan. <laughs> Why don't you just put it on your freaking credit card? Yeah. And you, pay it off. You know, I, I don't know. I, I think this is another marketing ploy. And I think a lot of people are going to get enticed. You know what? Oh, I'm going to log into PayPal and I'm going to get to have four circles on my phone. Oh, big deal. <laughs> but you know people go for this crap they, they really do and uh i mean we saw not too long ago one particular app that was allowing people to send money from place to place yeah. and then what happened was they raised they said it was free people got used to it and then what they do oh it's gonna be five dollars to send a transaction or it's gonna be free if you want it sent but oh you want it sent now well it's gonna be ten dollars Wow. So I don't know. I think you just got to read between the lines on these things. So I'm not really in, in love with that. I have used the buy before program that that pay for program. Uh, I've also used the one pay later where, you know, you buy some, even if it's a small amount. And the reason I do it is I want to make sure I'm going to get the item. So I like mm -hmm. that. But this, you know, this, this pay for thing, why don't they do it into, if it's six weeks, why don't they break it down to six payments? Right? Yeah, that would make more sense because I, I, I'm just trying to figure out how can you get four payments out of six weeks? Well, no, no. You said you have to pay them within six weeks. So you can log into your PayPal okay, app right, so, site and you make the payments anytime you want after the first. So wait, okay. I think the way it works is you got to make the first payment immediately. Yeah. And then you make the other one the next day or within two weeks or you can make them all. Now, it doesn't tell you here whether you got to make them every week. It doesn't tell you that. They're just giving you that extra two week as a cushion, it sounds like. Yeah, I, I'm wondering how fast you have to pay it back. Do they tell you the dates? They don't tell us any of that information, at least not here. Yeah, I don't think they want to. <laughs> I, I don't think it's as good as they're making it sound. Yeah, it doesn't really sound like. Uh, speaking of good, you know, uh, indoor dining movies returning in, in, in New Jersey Friday. Is this a good thing? You know, um, so tell us uh, more about this. You uh, know, I have mixed views on this, you know, from being a serial entrepreneur and an engineer and also a first responder in town. I got to tell you, I am not going to be eating indoors for a while. Yeah. I, um, I like the idea of eating outside. I was talking to a friend the other day and I said, Gee, you know, I think I might eat outdoors for a while, even, even in the cold. We were yeah, having they, a conversation. Yeah, they, uh, they, they even could do the, little, the, 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 the coals outside and, you know, you can pack around. Yeah, exactly. You have those little heat lamps or whatever. Yeah. And he was saying, you know, John, the problem is our culture, right? Our culture is not ready for this. If you go to New York, oh, I assume in New York, you go to other countries like in Europe, they are eating outside all year long. Mm -hmm. You go skiing in the Aspen, you're going to be eating outside. You don't take your clothes off and go inside to take your ski suit off. Well, that takes a half hour, 30 minutes. You right. eat outside. And you get some snow in your breakfast while you're eating. <laughs> you know, so, so I think um, our culture has been babied.
That'd be a cool and idea. What's that? I said that'd be a cool idea. <laughs> so I, I think our culture's been babied yeah. and that we're used to having that. And I'm not saying I don't want air conditioning, I don't want heat. But I think that if we have a jacket on, I know that when I go skiing and I have my jacket on, I eat outside, I can tell you, I'm not cold. I'm not hot. I'm just right. Like, right. Uh, what is that? Uh, Goldilocks <laughs> from the Three Bears. So I, I think that's uh, my spin is that their openness up, it opened up actually 6 a.m. Uh, this morning on the 4th. So a lot of people are coming over the tunnel or the bridge. Yeah. That's why. Because Cuomo didn't open up restaurants in New York. Yeah, New York's still pretty closed down. We're still and, closed you know, down. and This is going to cause a problem here, you know, because this is too very too close to the danger zone. Yeah, I, I see it being a problem. I see COVID going up because the numbers of the people, because we know New York, um, I see one of the dangerous places in New York. Yeah. I could be wrong, but there's just so many areas that you can't social distance. How do you social distance in a subway? It's impossible. They, they didn't close the subway down. They have social distancing requirements, but I'm sorry, you're still in a confined area and your air is still not getting out. That's why they do it outside. I mean, outdoor dining with the, the spacing, when I go to a restaurant, it's 20 feet, which is more than the, the 10 to the 15. Right. So, uh, and they're saying, you know, five feet, six feet is the social distance norm, but we all know that six feet's not enough. So 20 feet is good, but I think it's a bad thing because we're giving our society a message that it's okay to go dine. Just like, I don't think it's okay that they open gyms. Now, a lot of people may not like me on the channel. I apologize, but <laughs> I'm just speaking from the heart here that um, I feel that the way they're opening it is a problem. Now, if they want to open, I think it could be very reduced. So they're saying 25% capacity. I think it should be more reduced than that. I think it should be like 5% capacity. I just don't think you can handle and clean. And even with these special guns they have, I just don't think there's a, a way to stay on top of it. And unfortunately, until people get sick, I don't think people are going to wake up. Right? Uh -huh. We didn't wake up about COVID. Our own president didn't wake up until he's like, oh, I guess we better do something about it. Yeah, you you sure you sure is right about that. And um and and, and I, I don't think you you're preaching you know, to nobody but the choir out here uh, about these uh, these things. And, you know, it, it is a real concern and um, people are not going to realize it until it hits at home. And it, until they uh, hit it. And this, is, and this is not going away, Marcus, but the one thing I do want to tell our audience, if you're going to a store, whether it's a BJ's, a Costco or a department store, uh, or even your convenience store, you know, don't attack the person if they take the last milk. I mean, hopefully that doesn't happen. And if somebody's 20 feet away from you and they take a step towards you, just don't have a hissy fit. They're maybe just going because they drop something or maybe they're reaching to get uh, something that's on the aisle. So just because they take a step closer to you, don't have a heart attack. All right. Mm -hmm. I understand that you're concerned and, you know, we're all concerned. It's one thing if the person doesn't have a mask. But, you know, they have a mask, they're, they're acting within the safe uh, social distancing guidelines. You know, just, just chill a little bit. People have enough on their minds. We don't need more assault and aggravated, uh, unnecessary aggravation added to any situation. Right. Um, because I think that's just going to cause problems. And um, it's going to make people, 
I don't know, it, it's going to make people more uptight. And, and by doing that, it's going to hurt things. It's going to hurt our society more. Yeah. And we're trying to, you know, embrace this because this is not going away tomorrow, Marcus. It's not going away. But, you know, like I said, just chill a little bit. And uh, I think that's really what it comes down to. But, you know, speaking about coming down to and, and talking about all this money and purchasing things and, mm-hmm. and weeks and now for 48 months, <laughs> you could spend 25 bucks. You get 48 months, $25 every month to uh, fork down money, which will total, uh, well, or you could do a trade-in, or you could do uh, $11.99 with a trade-in uh, <laughs> to get the new Galaxy Z Fold 2 5G phone. Well, that's a mouthful. Oh, wow. So um, $25 for 48 months. So yeah, I'm looking at this thing now. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, tw- 48 months times $25, you know, that, that's coming at $1,200 or $1,199 with the trading value. So you really, um, it, it doesn't seem to me that there's much of a difference there, is there? No, it doesn't really seem like it. You know, and, and they're saying with a trade-in or, or $1,199 with eligible trade-in. So does that mean that, that's confusing. Does that mean that I don't have to pay the eleven ninety nine, or is that a trade? That's very confusing. Yeah, that is. Um, now, what's you know, you know, there's a, an important feature that sticks out in this thing that they that people feel like is worth it, and people are jump kind of jumping for joy about. Uh, can you explain what that is? Yeah, they they've been talking about you know uh, the the folding how the, the way the the way the phone are you talking about the way it folds into a phone yeah or, yeah, yeah so it, it it basically folds uh it has a an ability to basically unfold it unfolds like a tablet and this is what people think is like so amazing <laughs> um and this thing is supposed to you know obviously a link with the Galaxy Watch but I don't know i i'm not really that keen on it i i don't think it's that uh it, it comes in different colors by the way in case you were interested to know uh but you can actually go online now and you can pre-order it i think it comes in silver it comes in like a like a light orange a gray like a light blue a yellow uh so uh, it has that it, it has the 6.2 inch screen which they say is very generous and plenty of room to write or build presentations Hmm. And it's uh, a fully functional smartphone. Well, I'd hope for that price. <laughs> yeah, better. Be, so right? when you here's the thing: when you open the phone, okay, so you have the ability to see the screen on the front, or when you open it, you see the screen all together. So I think what people like is the fact that you have the screen when you open it, but you have the screen on the front. So I don't know. I think that's kind of interesting that you get that screen on the outside, and then when you open it, you get the screen. You don't get it on the back of the phone. You get it on the front of the phone, and then when you open it, you get the full screen. So that's kind of interesting. I don't think it's worth twelve hundred dollars, though. Yeah, yeah, that that, that definitely. They're yeah. claiming that it's a new movement. It's going to have a better camera on it. Uh, they call it flex mode, um, and it hinges on the cam technology that lets you lock the screen at a variety of angles. So that's their big claim to fame. And uh, you you can open it like um, you know like like you would open. Uh, a phone normally, uh, or you could open it the other way, more like a tablet. I don't know. I, I, I think that's going to cause more confusion. I do like the fact that it has something on the, on the outside that you can actually work with the phone. You open it, but 
I don't I, I see it as something more to break. Yeah, it seems like that's a, it's a break waiting to happen, especially if you got kids like the kids I got. You know, <laughs> my kids get a little rough rough with technology sometimes. I, I I'm actually looking at um I would have three computers right now, but I'm looking at a third one right now that they didn't damage because they they didn't fill uh, folded it back too far. <laughs> so so um, yeah, this is um you know really you know um, one that you know you might want to shy away from if you if you are. Prepared. I'm not I'm not a, I'm not usually one to knock technology, but I don't know. I just feel that you know, what you're getting, uh, you know, you're going to get the 5G and, and, and everyone says it's great. You know, it, it's supposed to be a great thing, but I, I don't know. It, it looks something like a very sexy, sleek device. But mm-hmm. to me, you know, it doesn't really look like um, it's going to do everything for me. I mean, you know, it, it, it has uh, uh, the hinge we talked about, the flex modes or angles between 75 degrees and 115 degrees. What are you doing? Why don't you just use your phone and take pictures? Do you really need to be a photographer with your phone? Like, I mean, get a camera. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the the uh, 120 hertz display. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Um, by the way, it's only available on the main screen. So that is a drawback. Mm-hmm. Um, certain applications are not going to be supported on flex mode that are supported on their Galaxy phones. So that's another little thing I don't like. Um, they are constantly working on things for uh, compatibility with third-party developers, but again, nothing promised. You can view the main screen uh, by going to the settings very easily. Um, again, certain applications may not be supported, but they may not be optimized uh, in the apps for this particular phone. You can have multi-active windows um, and select applications uh, through third party. You have drag and drop functionality, which that's kind of cool. Uh, up to three apps may be opened on the main screen with split screen, and five more apps may be opened with the pop-up view for a total of eight apps. Okay. Um, and certain applications, guess what, may not support app pairing. So, <laughs> a lot of things wrong with this. Um, it requires the optimal 5G connection uh, for optimal, they need a 5G. Auto framing is limited, guys, to the 16-9 ratio for taking uh, pictures. Not happy about that. Um, and um, it's saying, uh that you have to be 18 let's see here oh they're saying that to purchase the phone that you have to be 18 plus oh they're just saying that in order to order the phone uh you can't order it if you're a minor okay yeah well, I, I get that i get yeah. that so the phone guess when the phone's coming out the phone ain't gonna be coming out uh for a while so you can pre-order the phone starting on the 31st 
but uh, it looks like the phone isn't going to be coming out for a while. Uh, mm -hmm. Pre-order the phone. You can get an installment plan. Uh, looks like they're saying that uh, they got a date on here. Um, they're saying December 20th, but I can't believe it's that far away. It says that uh, they're going to give you a gift for qualifying purchases. No, they're really not giving us too much information of when you're going to get the phone. Again, there's a date here of December 20th with accessories, but this is what I was talking about. You know, when manufacturers put these sites together, where's their head? Like, yeah, they, don't I, give I, the, they don't give us as consumers. Yeah, they or don't really give it much. They don't thought. give us squat. Yeah. No, they don't. Yeah, so, it, yeah, it's really... Yeah, and I, and I think again, it's, they really they 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 putting they they their heart and soul, and you know, trying to sell you something that that like they just forget everything else, uh, <laughs> the most important aspects of information, you know, and um, and so I, and they they don't really make it easy at all. So so this is probably something they're doing on purpose, but I think they're mm -hmm. actually hurting their brand. Yeah. Um, I'm not a Galaxy lover. Uh, Samsung's okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, they, I, and I've I always been a, Sa a Samsung guy. Oh, you have? Okay. Yeah, I, I got, I got, um, note, I got the Note 10, and I was uh, thinking about getting the Note Ultra. Uh, All right. I don't know. I don't know if you want to think about getting this one though. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know about this one personally. You know, this I'd like to know what the what the package yeah. plan is for 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 breakage. So if something goes wrong, what are you gonna? What's gonna cover? Are they gonna give you like one one coverage in four years, or what kind of? Or, or sorry, we'll cover everything, but. By the way, we don't cover the hinge if you push it more than 40%. If it breaks within 30%, we'll cover it. But anything pushed below 40, over 40%, we're not covering that. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't doesn't seem very promising. You know, no. I, I think I think they really dropped the ball on this one. You know, so they, they you know, um, and you know, and it's not too much different from the the motor uh, Motorola Razor. You know, that they just. You know, I, I didn't like the Razor that much. Uh, I had it. I wasn't a big Motorola Razor lover. I mean, I was a BlackBerry guy for a long time. I was actually yeah. one of the founding forefathers that helped develop the Sidekick. And I really loved the Sidekick. It was small. Before I had the Sidekick, I had uh, one of the most expensive ones. I had a, a $600 phone. It wasn't a phone. It was just a texting device by Skytel. It was actually by Motorola. Uh, and uh, I still remember this day when I got my first pager. And I'm like, oh, I want something more than that 9X page. And now you don't hear that much anymore. I think they're still around. But I went to something that was a little more advanced. And I said, gee, I want something that I can text on. And then after I got a texting, I was like, gee, you know, I really want something that I could be able to do two-way communication on. And then that's what led me into the phone that started costing. I think I was telling you that the story on this, it was costing like for a, a 10 message for 10 characters, okay? Uh, I believe that was actually costing Marcus something like, I'm going to say like $10 mm. for 10 characters. So, and that's why when people had voicemails, they would only text. I always wonder why they would put like your extension number. Like they would just put on like, gee, what, what are, and I said to people, what, what are they, what are they cheap for digits? And I realized why they were cheap because the, the paging companies would give you so many pages and they started to charge for the number of characters that you were being paged, yeah. especially if you're going internationally. So I had this, this device for a while and you could do what they call two-way communication. I still remember to this day, I'd pick up the telephone 
and you dial and it's like, welcome to SkyTel. Please enter the message number now. And you put your message number in. Uh, so to wait on the line to see if your message is delivered, or you may hang up, so I press one. Please wait, your message is currently being sent. And you'd hang on the line, and then within a couple seconds, like, dong, your message was delivered at 5.22 p.m. And you had confirmation of it, which I think is kind of neat. Um, I know to this day, a lot of people like that instant gratification that to know if somebody got the message. Yeah, they do. And uh, so Skytail did it right. They were only the one division, I think, of MCI at the time that actually made money. And then uh, I believe they sold them. So that was a very interesting thing. And um, it, it changed the way. But what, what I was trying to get on here is that, so then after that device, I decided that I wanted to have my BlackBerry. Stay with my BlackBerry because now you didn't need that text. It was all built into it. And they started making you pay a fee every month because you had to have an internet plan, right? They had to right. charge extra for that. And then BlackBerry started doing that. And every time you got a phone, it was always a mess because Verizon servers, your servers never communicated with them. And it was a whole disaster. So they had to get that fixed. And then on top of that, I had decided, well, now I have that phone, but I remember one time, I think it was Lyft or Uber at the time, and I wanted to get a ride. And uh, I couldn't because my BlackBerry didn't have that app. They weren't developing. And I said, well, I guess my hand's being pushed. As much as I don't want to do this, I'm starting to see the writing on the wall that I need to divorce my BlackBerry. I'm sorry, buddy. But... um. We had a long, good life together. I, I think uh, I, uh, I'll bid my time with you one more time, and then I think I have to say goodbye to you. <laughs> but uh, that's what happened. And then the iPhone, and I remember the first iPhone I got, I was walking. And uh, I walked, and the clip was so cheap that my phone broke after my wow. first walk. I went to Verizon, yelled at them, and said, hey, why'd you sell me such a cheap clip? Oh, we know you're going to walk. <laughs> I went to the store and they didn't just fix it. I had to go there and schedule an e-appointment and it took four hours to go through the whole process. I won't bore you now with that, but that's my story about that. But, but on one last tip for tonight, cause we yeah. always have to wrap up. Uh -huh. um, the U S has added 1.4 million jobs in, in August and uh, college cases have hit 51,000 for the coronavirus. Mm. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Uh, I mean, I don't wow. know if you guys know, but there's actually, did you know there's a website you can go to for this? There's a website you can go to. Uh, if you go to World, it's called World Meters. If you, got, if you know about this, it's a handy site. You can go to worldmeters.info. And on there, you can actually search down or you could just type World Meters and you could type coronavirus. And when you click on that, you will literally see the coronavirus update live. There are 26,756,401 coronavirus cases. Wow. Okay. In oh. the, okay. Uh, and the deaths are 877,703, of which they've recovered 18,876. 263. So if you're looking for a good topic to talk about at one of those socially distanced, of course, parties, then um, you will uh, want to go to worldmeters.info and you can learn all kinds of things like how many phones are purchased, how many cars are made, 
all kinds of stuff. But if you scroll down further, this actually will give you, this is in the world, by the way, this isn't just the United States. In case you were wondering how many cases were in the United States of America, I knew you were, 6,383,533 total cases. Total deaths, 191,937, and recovered total 3,627,989. Active cases now, 2,563,607. Serious that are critical, probably on the verge of death, 15,064. Of which, okay, <laughs> 85,805, 49 people were actually tested, of which 258,959 were tested positive. So that means the rest were doing by assimilation. So mm. you can go in there, Marcus, at any time, day or night. Uh, like I said, if you want to be the, the hit of a party, <laughs> you can click on US and you can drill it right down to your state and see exactly what's going on. But I have to warn you, the new deaths is not always updated frequently. So again, that's world meters. And, and the last topic uh, I think that I wanna cover is uh, a thing that's happening local right here in, in uh, not far from my town in the Franklin Lakes Rampo Indian Hills District. Okay. Uh, they're moving to remote start. The district has announced a remote restart for the beginning of September but students are going to be back in the building by the end of the month. Wow. Hmm. That's interesting. It's very interesting. And just the other day, there was a protest for them going yeah. back to school. And do you know the protest they had, Marcus? They didn't wear masks and they weren't socially yeah. distant. Yeah, of course. Uh... This, the list of schools is growing and growing, as you, as you probably know. And schools are scheduled to start happy, <laughs> hopefully, on September 8th for students at both district high schools. But they won't return to physical classrooms until September 24th. Wow. So I, I don't know. Um, and I'm going to quote something. In a second letter from the Rampo Indian Hills High School, according, and I quote, from Principal Travis Smith and Greg Vaca, the duo cited a lack of visible improvement in the coronavirus health metrics as a reason for the decision. Our plan was aggressive and assumed that New Jersey would continue to experience improved health metrics and advance through stage two and potentially into stage three. By September 8th, they wrote, simply put, the current health metrics do not support a full day of instruction and indoor in-person lunches. So what does all that mean, Marcus? Well, it sounds like to me that, you know, they should continue a virtual learning schedule, um, you know, until until there's, you know, there's some progress here, you know, because like, you know, uh, we we we're just not quite there yet. And that's just the reality. And, you know, people, many people just don't want to accept that reality. You know, it's just it's it's as much as people want to transition this thing faster. You just can't. It, 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 it's 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 a problem, and uh, I think the biggest problem that I that I see is that um, you know the the what was it the uh, unions they're telling the teachers not to go back to school, and rightfully so. Uh, and, and I and I understand that, but here's my yeah. only my caveat. I think it's okay that they don't go back to school, but I have a big problem, Marcus. 
with them staying home. Now, I don't have a problem with them staying home and being safe. I have a problem with them staying home and going to babysitting service, which is what Zoom is. They log into babysitting service, free babysitting service, and they sit there, they check in, and who knows what the heck they're doing. There's no teaching going on. I don't yeah. know very many schools that are teaching online except for the colleges. Right. So I think they're really doing a disservice to our students. You know? Yeah. I, I So I think something has to change with that. But this is a constant moving target, Marcus. It's changing day by day. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I can't agree with you more. And, um, you know, and it's, and it's only going to get, you know, um, it's only going to get, it's only going to get worse before it gets better. Um, I think we are, you know, right, right in the midst of it. Um, we're, we're not, you know, quite, quite out yet. Um, and, you know, you, you bring up some very interesting points as always, John, and you always um, get, know how to uh, bring, bring up, you know, the news that really gets our attention. So, Thank you. Uh, you know, um, with that being said, you know, um, any, any closing things you, you yeah, like? Yeah, sure. So um, as you guys know, I have two other channels and they're not live. I have the uh, Jay Moore unboxing channel and I have the Jay Moore reviews channel. If you have a product uh, that you'd like me to review, you can reach out to us at jmor.com. Go to the con, reach out us link at the top. And then you can click on uh, donate a product for an unboxing and we'll unbox your product. You can't tell us what to say and then we'll do a review on it. This week we have some great things coming up. I think we're going to be doing a, um, th this week coming up, we're actually be doing an unboxing of a fan and the fan actually uh, shows the time and temperature while it's spinning. So uh, we have some really cool gadgets coming up. But again, if you have a gadget or something like that, uh, plus, we have some great guests coming next month. So we're really working, guys, to give you some amazing content. So if you could do something for me as your host and Marcus as my trusty co-host, share our show. You know, like the channel. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your colleagues about it. Not for me and not for Marcus, but for you and for our world because we're giving so much value. I'm sure Marcus can agree with me. We are giving so much value to you guys that, you know, is just priceless. And I think if you just take one little bit or one nugget of what we've said, I think it may change the quality of your day to be an amazing day. What do you think? I agree with you. Um, but as, as our closing remarks always go, it is time to say goodbye. I hate to say goodbye, but we had a really good show tonight, Marcus. Um, if you have any questions or comments, of course, reach out to us. We would love to hear the topic that you would like us to talk about and, you know, in the chat or visit our site and just let us know what you want to see. Um, because we talk about everything technology. We are the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show and we're here to educate you. Bye everybody. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Jay Moore Weekly Technology Show, where we answer your questions about how technology is supposed to work and sometimes why you have challenges getting it to work that way. For more IT support and tips, just text IT support to 888 That's IT support to 888
and you'll get tips on technology. I'll see you next week right here on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Remember, jmor.com. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown.